Welcome to this special ProPass webinar series. We have started a collaboration with ProPass Consortium and are publishing their webinars in podcast format so more people can benefit from their useful content. In short, ProPass is an international research collaboration platform of cohorts using Taiwan accelerometry to explore the effects of physical activity, posture, and sleep patterns on a wide range of health outcomes. Without further ado, let's jump to ProPass webinar. Hey, Lisa. We'll now move on to our second speaker, Dr. Laura Caravita, who will speak about the Agnes study. Laura is an Academy Research Fellow at the Gerontology Research Center in Finland. Yes. Thank you, Joe, for the introduction and the invitation to give a short overview of, of our study. So I've listed here the young researchers that did a lot of work on the recent harmonization of our questionnaire data, plus the PIs of our different sub-studies that we have been doing mainly on the follow-up phase of this Agnes study. So Agnes is concentrated on active aging concept, and it's a Finnish cohort, which actually includes three separate cohorts of 75, 80, and 85 years old men and women. We try and change the slide. Here we go. So I thought it was a, quite a challenge to try to present this a large study in a five minutes. So I thought maybe the best way to do it is to show the original conceptual framework of Agnes study. And in the middle, of this figure, we have the main concept of active aging. And what was, what was original in this study when it started, that there was really no, no way to measure active aging in an individual level. So it was kind of the target to promote active aging around Europe, but there was no way to measure or then measure the, how the promotion is actually working in the individual level. Our PI, Taina Rantanen, designed this study to, to develop this measure for active aging. So we would be then able to see what the correlates are and then how to promote active aging. And these are the main data collections that have been done so far. So we had the baseline data collection in the 2017 to, to and that was funded by the European research uh, um, funding at, as, as an advanced grant to Taina Rantanen. And so, as mentioned, the age at the baseline of our cohorts was 75, 80, and 85 years. Then we also had an intervention for enhancing active aging for the sub subpopulation of the study. And then when the COVID-19 happened, we also had a questionnaire for these original participants of which about 800 replied. We had the accelerometry data from about half of this original sample of 1,000 participants. And then we went on in the 2001 to 22 with four separate projects because we had uh, then four different fundings to collect the follow-up data to this Agnes baseline. And each of these studies then had a 
little bit of different uh, focus. So we were in one study, which was again by Dana Rantanen. The aim was to look at the effect of COVID on the older people. Then in my sub-study, we were more looking into the physical activity. So the accelerometry data and heart rate data to try to individually profile the physical activity in older people. Then we have Timo Randolainen's project, which is more um, biomechanically inclined, looking at the quality of life. And finally, there's this active aging places where we're looking at the GPS data and GIS data to understand where do people go and where are they being active. So this is my final slide for this introduction. So this is to show you which variables we, we have been using. So our primary uh, monitor was this UKK ERAM42 axiometry on the thigh. And we specifically chose this to be our primary monitor because we thought that would be the most comfortable to wear. And we might then have the largest possible sample for this physical ac activity surveillance. And then for those people who accepted this, then we additionally offered the ECG monitor where we've been able to extract heart rates. And we have been combining these different signals. So from the ECG monitor, we can also extract acceleration. So in some analysis, we have been using both, both chest and thigh accelerations. And then for my recent work, we've been using thigh accelerations combined with heart rate to estimate energy expenditures. I have nothing about the results in this intro. Try to be very brief and I'm happy to take questions now. Thank you, Laura. So just a reminder to put um, any questions you might have in the chat. So, so Laura, this, this cohort is actually one of our oldest cohorts. We have a lot of middle-aged cohorts. What, what do you think the important contribution to the knowledge that ProPass will get so, so what is sort of the most important contribution that having older cohorts such as Agnes can, can bring? Yeah, that's a great question and not, not an easy one. But what came to my mind is that the, it's very important to understand the diversity in the older cohorts. So usually I think the older, the older age groups in larger cohorts, they're, they're just a number or they're just a group of older people. But we have the ability to see the individual variation within the older people. So there's, it's really not just uh, like a uniform group. And also from my point of view, it really uh, made me think, how should we analyze the accelerometry data in the older cohorts? Because I don't think one, one size fits all, so to speak. So we, I. From the beginning, I started to think like, how could we assess the physical activity in the older people who have limited mobility, at least some of them. So that kind of made, made me move away from the MVPA and the three met cut point to something else. Thanks, Laura. And then you hinted at, at being able to answer questions about results. I wondered if you had any sort of surprising or unexpected findings to share specifically in, in your sample around the movement behaviors? Well, definitely something that was surprising to me was that 
just what, what I mentioned about the MVPA, we were thinking that maybe the three met cut point would be too high for older people for moderate physical activity, though that was the original idea. And so we measured in the lab the walking intensity of at preferred speed. So we had accelerators on and they walk at their preferred speed in the laboratory. But surprised to see that almost all of them, they actually walked quicker than at three meds. So that was definitely surprising. And their RPE was also around, on average, around 12, which is kind of moderate in, in relative terms. So that made me wonder if the three med cut points is actually quite low for older, I mean, younger people, because for older people, it was maybe about right on average, but of course not right for everyone. Thanks, Laura. That is a very interesting finding to share. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Research Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.